0: Ladies and gentlemen, and especially the ladies, put your hands together for the one, the only, my man, Mr. Duke Silver.
1: A mighty fine holiday evening to you all. It might be cold outside,
2: but it's about to get warm all up in my jazz. I, of course, am Duke Silver, and I would like to dedicate this first song to my duchess.
3: You're so lucky. I'm going to kill you.
4: Daddy was the son of a railroad man from west of hell where the trains don't run Never heard the whistle of a southbound freight or the singing of its driving wheel No, I never did no
1: wondering Never did no wondering
2: Never did no and we're back. Well, welcome. It's been a it's been a fun week, and now we are going to here to resume our conversation of episode two hundred eleven. This one goes to eleven uh, <laughs> for our favorite uh, fictional bands. So, who wants to get us started? We have a ton of bands to talk about here. So, who wants to kick us off? You know what,
4: Todd? Yes, throw one out at us, man. I can do that for you. Let me see here. I'm going to start with, uh, shout out to M, who just loves Buffy so much. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Dingoes ate my baby from Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, seasons, three yeah, seasons three and four. Yeah, uh, seasons of, three and four of the show. Playing the bronze, just being so cool. Oz is the guitarist. You can't beat that. Star Mary was the actual band behind the band. And they just, you know, they were cool. And, and I don't know, they just added a a really cool vibe to the show. But Mm -hmm. I thought they were a, a worthy addition.
3: Yeah, that was one of the things I really respected about Buffy was the fact that they didn't, like, 90210 go, we're gonna bring on giant bands that already have a following. They're like, we're gonna bring on local bands that have no following and introduce them to the world, which was awesome. And then You know, Dingo's Ate My Baby, which is great. (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, you're right. The the soundtracks for those shows with with bands that you wouldn't have heard prior to that or really since. But some really good music on that show.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I've got the albums. Uh, They're on CD because I'm apparently a a, a terrible person. But yeah, Yeah, (laughs) I would agree with that. No, I'm
4: kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) The only only Buffy I have on vinyl is the the musical episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's all they have. You but you you better believe if they had those soundtracks on vinyl, I'd have them. Right. Awesome.
2: Awesome. Well, yeah,
3: Sunnydale, right. Radio, totally have that on on CD.
2: So good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wants to go?
0: Who's up next? I can go next simply because I this is this was kind of a hard hard <laughs> topic for me. Well, no, because every time it's every time I looked, I, I thought of a band. I looked at the listener. Oh, sorry, already been. Either it's been picked on social media or, or somebody else it's picked been, it. it. It was, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the, the subject's been picked clean. So I had and to, like, dig I, deep. I had to take dig deep. And I think Mike would appreciate this. I was actually to suggest it
3: for you. I, I've also, I, I, I've seen what you picked, and I'm also, that was why I was giggling. I was like, oh, God, duh.
0: So my pick, and anybody who knows me knows me well will understand, My pick is Lin Minmay from uh, Superdimensional Fortress, uh, Fortress Macross, or as we know it here in the States, Robotech.
5: If I remember correctly, didn't they play that when they you know brought it over to America and redubbed it? Didn't they play that really god awful song over and, yes. over and over again? Yes, <laughs> it, was, it was the same song, like "Strange
3: yep. Lights Dancing."
1: Well, like, oh yeah,
5: <laughs> well, that's why. That's why. That's why I recommend you
0: you listen to the original soundtrack.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I got yeah. even in even in the original Japanese, it's actually very very enjoyable. But it's 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 kind of funny because. We, we talk about fictional bands and you don't realize how in Japan fictional bands actually become a
2: huge
0: huge thing oh yeah you know not just Li- I mean like Lyndon may launched the career of the voice actress uh, who did her voice I mean like she- the 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 actress that played Lynman May in the original Japanese uh, anime uh, Mary ajima she had no experience. This was this was like her first acting gig and her first singing gig, and it launched her career, you know. And she became like one of the biggest uh, uh, singers in Japan because of it. And you see this throughout a lot of Japanese uh, pop, um, you know, in the in the in pop music is a lot of these people got their start as voice actors singing in anime in fictional yep. bands in anime. Nice.
6: I, I'm actually. I'm gonna bring that up for one of my uh one of my picks too. Like well,
1: cool.
6: And
3: also uh, also Lynn Minmeg, you know, oh. was just getting famous when Macross took off and went into outer space. So she's she's kind of got like the Charlie thing from Lost.
0: Well yeah, she yeah, she you know, her her story Only she or, predates
3: him by like twenty five years or at least.
0: Yeah, I mean in the anime itself, like you know after the end of the the first macross series like the original characters go off into space and basically get lost forever so the, so well, their story is
3: their story they're they way back but yeah
0: no macross 2012 they they're lost they're, they're oh, okay. they, they go they're lost and they they they're gone forever nobody knows where they are oh okay, yeah
3: no. the original she, she, like, the original but, series and the 18 novel set which i've read
0: yeah but in the uh, she has you know her character has such a huge impact in and the, the entire macross canon yeah, that absolutely. even 40 years later characters you know are like idolizer and stuff like that well you know, like a couple years a few years ago the latest macross uh anime macross frontier did an update of do you remember love with two new uh they call them idols in japan
5: mm-hmm. which was Awesome, by the way. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Correct me
5: if I'm wrong, but didn't one of the cross movies, like, because it wasn't like her like music kind of brought peace or something like that? Correct me if I'm wrong. That well, it's
0: what it, what it is is entroty. Yeah. Don't understand human culture. Yeah, and it frightens them. And when they realize that, they are basically the power of love and the power of music it pacifies them and turns them, you know, and creates, generally creates peace and stuff like that.
5: Well, I remember, yeah. I remember later on, it was like, I remember in one of the other movies, like prior, it was like Maycross 2 or something like that. I remember getting it on video and all of a sudden, like, there's a fleet and going, all right, activate Lin Min Mei, or something like that. And all of a sudden, yes. you see holograms of her. I'm like, this is the weapon that's going to help us. I'm like, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> It's yeah, like yeah, it's ever.
0: Music plays a big part of it, of all right. Macross. Oh, I know.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Nice. Right. Hey, right. so all right, who is up next?
6: I mean, I can go if you want. All right, go ahead. Uh, it's just kind of going off of the uh, the uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Uh, there's one more band in it that I do they, I do enjoy and they actually have a couple of songs on their soundtrack it's Crash in
4: the Boys. All right, this next song goes out to the guy who keeps yelling from the balcony. It's called We Hate You, Please Die.
3: Sweet.
2: Love this one.
4: I can feel you, I can feel you, I can hear you, I can feel it, Cause love don't stink, love
1: don't love don't like the cops And I hear my cat of the cold freeze, and I hear my cat. Lonely,
6: lonely, lonely, lonely like you. okay and there are two songs on <laughs> the soundtrack are I'm so v- I'm so sad so very very sad and we hate you please die <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah and, and I'm so sad so very very sad this song is about Uh-oh. maybe for maybe five seconds long. It's just so sad. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's a short it's a short but memorable scene in the movie.
2: Okay. Again, I have to go back, I have to watch that again. Cause it's been it's been over a decade since I've seen it. It's a fun movie. Yeah. Movie night. There we go. Watch party. So alright. Catherine, what do you got?
3: Uh, I'm going to derail the conversation slightly to Little Jerry and the Monotones from Sesame Street.
4: We're mad. We're angry, very, very angry. Real mad. Yeah, we're angry, very,
5: very angry. When someone sucks me in and they don't even tell me why That makes me mad Yeah, we're angry Very, very angry And when I'm walking down the street And someone stops upon my feet
3: That makes me mad
5: Yeah, we're
1: angry Very, very angry Well, my hands start shaking
5: And my knees get weak My voice
3: ah <laughs> this was uh Jerry Nelson was leading but yeah this was a band that was only on Sesame Street and they had a whole bunch of songs that they did like breathe mm-hmm. um, and oh telephone rock is another <laughs> one and uh but yeah like be, I'm, I'm bringing the Muppets to this I'm, I'm all sad at everybody for not remembering the Muppets Fake bands. I yes. know, yes. Oh, we, no, no, we knew.
1: We
0: remember. We just knew you were going to bring them up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're just oh. deferring.
3: Oh, oh, I'm not talking about you guys. I'm talking about all of our people, all of our listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not a single person mentioned
2: anything. And all fairness, Matt said he knew you were going to bring it up, so he didn't.
3: Fair enough.
2: So, but yeah, su- I'm such as your
0: such as your knowledge of Muppets that you intimidate everybody about it. <laughs> <difference. laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, Little Jerry in the Monotones, which is a uh, Jerry Nelson was the lead singer, and it did things like breathe, you know, because uh, like you breathe, but a rock's not alive, and all of that sort of stuff. And uh, Telephone Rock was another good one, and I know I've mentioned these already. Um. That's one of those, and you can find a bunch of them on YouTube.
2: Nice. Nice. Thank you. Thank you.
3: How
5: about
2: you, Mike? What do you got?
5: All right. I'm going to bring this back here because I'm going to (laughs) pick a great band uh, that was on a TV show that I I think deserved more credit than they got, and we're talking about the California Dreams.
1: Surf dudes with attitudes. Kind of. Laid-back moons Sky above, sand below Goodbye, brain
5: Oh, God. Uh, when Saved by the Bell came out and, of course, all those other shows, this was the thing. Well, the thing about this group was they actually could play and sing. And that was the thing. But I'll tell you, when you get their theme song going and you start off with, you know, cool dudes with attitude, I mean, you you, you go nowhere but up at this point. So, uh, I don't know. That was one of those guilty pleasures for me. And I went back and, like, down a rabbit hole. Like, they actually had, like, a bunch of songs. That were like all part of the show, so yeah, nice. and they they actually all like I said, they all actually could play their instruments. Nice. Yes, Kelly Packard could actually play the bass.
2: <laughs> actually, recently, Mike, I, I went down a rabbit hole. Funny or Die has an entire series called Zach Morris's Trash. Oh uh, yeah, that's, that's a amazing.
1: great that's a great series. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. Or just you know he he uses his uh, friends to. To, to get what he wants, he uses the girls for essentially just to shoot, convince him to give him HJs and stuff. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Zach Morris is trash.
4: While, while we're talking about that, what about Zach Attack? Oh, there we go. There cool. we go. When, uh, case I don't have case anything else to one. say about it, just wanted to bring it up.
5: Well, I believe uh, Casey Casey narrated that whole episode. Oh, dear. I mean, you know, oh. but at
4: least Zach Attack was
5: better than running Zach, and I will leave it that one at that.
2: Oof. Okay yeah. Yeah. Well, let, let me pull it back down a little bit With my pick here um, My first pick is The Runnels Ouch You're breaking my heart Ouch I'm falling apart Ouch 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 Ouch
1: When we first met I must admit I fell for you Right
3: from the start
1: Upset the apple cart kind of things it seems Upset the cart Ouch Don't let me Ouch
2: Please don't let me Ouch. Ouch. Ouch 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 Which is nice. a Beatles parody by uh From Neil Innes and uh Eric Eidel uh-huh. Oh, I remember Yeah Oh, God This is one of the first Like rock mockumentary. Like, this is spinal tap or like my two go-to mockumentaries. documentaries and it's just it's, it's amazing how well they they infuse the Python humor into what is essentially um, the the complete Beatles which was the like the Beatles documentary that came out in the late 70s yep and it's just it's brilliant from everything from from um, you know the fact that their their manager Leggy Mountbatten was uh was just more interested in their tight trousers than anything else, and, uh, <laughs> and just the just like all of the albums are just great takes on the Beatles stuff. Like the Tragical History Tour uh, was the one that that comes to mind um, with the classic song "Cheese and Onions," um, and then the Reynolds discovered tea. But then they interview like real musicians. They interview um, Mick Jagger, and he's like, "Yeah, they uh, Runnels wrote some songs for us when we were first starting out." And <laughs> no, they were terrible. We never, you would never used the one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really because this was the one. It was like I was trying to remember. There were a bunch of bands I wanted to talk about. Like, oh, I can't forget the Runnels because it's just it's so Python esque, and because. Eric Idle and Neil Innes were just fantastic songwriters. They really they got the mood of the Beatles down. Um, I, I I just I really think the word it's a great movie, and if you get the chance, I'm, I'm sure it's on YouTube. It's fantastic.
6: Well, I mean, pretty much all the pythons agree that Eric Idle was the only one that could really sing.
2: Yeah, he, well, yeah. he was their primary right. song.
0: He was their primary songwriter, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: So. Alright. So who who wants to go next?
6: Going back to Todd, aren't we?
4: Yeah, we okay. go back to me. Go ahead Todd. also Josh. don't have don't have all too much to say about it, but it was a huge moment in the early late eighties, early nineties. Jesse and the Rippers, AKA, John Stamos and the Beach Boys. If
1: That's what we had, ooh, it's shown through the world again. If the song
5: I sing
4: to you, to fill your heart with joy, I'd sing through the world again. Oh, God. <laughs> well,
0: I did have that <laughs> one. my love
4: say... I will say that, yeah, we've talked about Mike Love before. We don't need to yeah. go there. But I will say the version of Forever at Jesse and Becky's Wedding is pretty good. That's a great song. It and they do a really good cover of that. So there you go. It is what it now, is. Now, right? now,
0: here, now, now, now here's a question. You know, since since Jesse plays so much on Kokomo, does that count as a Beach Boys song or as a uh, Jesse and the Ripper song?
4: I mean, can't can it be both? can't <laughs> it be both? You know what? I would take it as both
2: only if it hurts Mike Love's feelings. <laughs> you know, and I, we should just have this Should be the slogan for the show. Fuck
4: Mike Love. Mike Love. Can Asshole. that be on the next shirt or mug? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
6: Still oh, if,
4: if, if,
0: if, if we get that on a shirt, I am wearing it the next time I see my dad. <laughs>
1: So, you know, you could just make it that says that, that anyway.
6: <laughs> I still love Kokomo, though.
2: Okay, that's fair. Does it, doesn't it does make make Love any better for a human being, but... <laughs> no, no,
6: absolutely not, no. He's a piece of shit, but uh, I still love
2: this song. Yeah. yeah. He forced Brian Wilson out of the band, so...
1: Mm-hmm. Here's that.
2: Yep. All right, all right. So, um... Mike what do you yeah. what do you want to hit? What do you want to uh, hit next, Mike?
6: Unless Joe wanted, uh, yeah, I got I, I got nothing. Okay, you, you didn't nothing. want to throw an audible? Okay, um, I don't have much to say about this, but I brought it up because I know Mike C probably would have should have brought it up because he's talked about it before. But uh, Billy and the Boingers.
5: Oh my god I, love <laughs> I, didn't
6: the bring, wait, I didn't bring that up I thought you did <laughs> I, I did I, Well I wrote it in, I wrote it On your part of the
5: list Because I thought You would bring it up Oh I, I remember Billy and the Boingers Like the, the book That came with the album That's about oh it
0: my, Oh my god I mean Catherine, Catherine and Andy And I would remember it. That was a huge the, That book was a huge deal When we were in high school yeah. yeah Because it had the vinyl It had the vinyl You know It had the square vinyl Yeah,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs>
5: On I why? I'm like, I said, wait, Why is Billy and the Boingers on my thing? I didn't bring this one. Up. So, <laughs> it's blue. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be Gulick. So I just put. It up. I thought you just confused me with him.
6: Nah, I, I, Because I, I, I know you've mentioned it before. I, I mentioned it on one of the early, early episodes. Yeah, I
5: have to go back. you have to go back and let me know which one because I don't remember that at all. Oh, now <laughs>
0: does does who actually did this? Who actually sang this
2: those songs? It was, because it was a contest. Mm -hmm. Actually, there was a contest that when when they were coming up with Billy and the Boingers, it was they would throw this in at the back of the the Sunday uh, comic strip that we're, you know, do you want to be part of Billy and the Boingers? Send us send us your band's demo tape. Um, Send us a song that you would write for them. And the, the top two ended up on, you know, either side of that album that was included in the book.
6: Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean the su- the uh, the band was originally called Death Tongue.
1: Yes, yep. uh, but Steve had to
6: rename <laughs> it after uh, after he was brought before a congressional hearing. <laughs>
2: and I I just I, I I think it's funny too because one of the song there's like one song I think it's called You Stink But I Love You. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But the actual because of a boinger is like because it actually. First of all, you actually hear that, that bonging sound from Bill's tongue, Bill the Cat's tongue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, <Bertani. laughs> I don't think I don't think Mike brought it up. I think it was brought up from either myself, Joe, or Catherine.
5: Yeah, I don't remember I, bringing it up at all. I I thought it was not me. That yeah, me. It's all good. I don't it, care.
2: It's just one of those going. It was totally me then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. you know, we look so much alike. It's I know,
3: right? <laughs> You're like twins.
6: Yeah, twinsies. Do
5: do an attitude.
3: Uh, which <laughs> one of
6: you? And which one of you is Arnold? And which one of you is uh, Danny?
5: Huh?
3: Oh, I was I was thinking more um, Great Muppet Caper. Um, <laughs> okay.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, all no, right, Charles, Charles Grodin. Grodin. Don't wear hats. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else to say, Mike, about uh, Billy and the Blingers? Nope. Okay, cool. Catherine?
3: Uh, I'm going to go with the Minstrels from Fraggle Rock. It's the most
1: beautiful thing I've ever heard. woo I
3: did
1: it! I was the first one in the pool today!
3: Hey, what's everybody doing up so early? Don't you hear the pipe?
1: Music grows in the rose. Rock and rain and the blowing snowstorm, everything seems to sing everywhere I go. I say, one, two, play me do, let me sound as sweet as you. Play me wide, play me long, let me be your song.
2: Okay, I'm not all that familiar with it, cause it's been decades since I've actually watched Private Rock.
3: Yep. Well, gotcha, uh, I'm sorry you haven't introduced John? your children. Yeah, no. Uh, convincing John is different than, uh, than, uh...
4: Than the minstrels. Gotcha.
3: Than the minstrels, yeah. But... I could see how you could get confused, because uh, the lead singers for both are both uh, Jim Henson. so Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Cantus is the, the lead Cantus the for minstrel. Yep. Cantus the Minstrel, but he has like other people, whereas uh, Convincing John is his own thing with his two backup singers.
2: <sighs> pretty cool.
3: Amazing
4: stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's what a good show.
3: <laughs> it, is, it is a great show. Uh, and and the way that they built it and did it all is amazing.
0: I'm surprised. I'm surprised that hasn't that hasn't been a call for a revival of Fraggle Lock. I thought there was. Uh, there there's
5: you there
3: gotta, has been, and it's, it's one of those one of those properties that uh, uh, the Henson Associates still owns. So oh, okay. the, they're they're kind of working on it.
4: Yeah, because I heard but, something uh, about that. Yeah, it was in yeah, Apple they, TV Plus. Um, just short, you know kind of limited run series because of right. the pandemic and they shot it remotely and they gave everybody I watched a, um, a zoom call at the, you know about a year ago with the museum of the moving image in Brooklyn um, the made this show where they had you know they sent everybody cameras and lights and you know they couldn't do it in person so they they did it all remotely it was, it was pretty cool i haven't watched it but it was it was interesting.
2: Oh.
1: Hmm. Cool. Interesting.
2: interesting. Huh. Okay. okay, I guess we're moving on
5: now. Uh Mike. <laughs> Alright, uh let's go with a good one here. Uh how about Stillwater from Almost Famous?
1: I am a Golden God! Yeah! Yeah! You could tell Rolling Stone magazine that my last words were I'm on drugs! Yeah! Russell,
6: I think we should work on those last words. Okay, oh I got it, I got it, I got it.
1: I got it. I got it. This is better.
5: Last words.
6: I dig music.
5: I'm on drugs!
1: Look, just come on down and we'll go back to the hotel. Okay. John! John!
5: That was a great band. I mean, that was a great movie, and you know, you funny. You know, it's kind of funny how like you know, Spinal Tap was kind of a parody of the real life. But you figure Stillwater kind of was almost more realistic in a sense because you know, between like you know, Billy Crudup and Jason Lee's kind of characters, and you know, Jason Lee, I'm the lead singer, you're the guitarist, of mystique, and like the whole thing where he was like, you know, the big hit guy that everybody kind of you know focused on, yeah. And you you'd see that jealousy kind of hitting between all of them and then you know it just that whole you know that whole dynamic. And the music was great. It's a great soundtrack. Like Fever Dog is a great song.
4: And um I was absolutely shocked to learn that they're not a real band when I when I saw that movie. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah this is this is historically accurate. It isn't it isn't. But <laughs> like they could have been a real band. Could have been. Really? Yeah. And that's, well, unfortunately, I, not Jason Lee actually singing. No. Right.
2: Well, what are you going to do? Well, I, I know that, like Cameron, like, Cameron Crowe really did his homework, though, in terms of giving them that sound, like, just that early 70s, you know, just rock sound. So I, I can definitely see why he'd mistake them for a real band.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah, all I, I don't actually, know if I... I don't know if I've told everybody this. We we talked about this on my on our. Uh, it was my pick for uh, soundtrack for our yes. soundtrack conversation. I have it on vinyl now. You're welcome. Yeah, yay! <laughs> so I'm just gonna keep asking. Do you have that on vinyl? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a bootleg. It's a bootleg, but I got it. Ah, that counts.
2: <laughs> well, the DVD that I got of Almost Famous actually had it came in it, the the Stillwater Marshall. CD came included with it. So there's, like, four songs from Stillwater on there.
5: There are like, extra ones, I think, on there, because it was a soundtrack to the movie, then I think that one had, like, extra songs that weren't on the other one.
2: Right. Because like, it was, well, like, a
5: special edition, like, bonus.
2: Or exactly. Exactly. Because there was still, like, there was still a lot of, like, regular, you know, real band right. music on there as well. So. Awesome. Awesome. Anything else about Stillwater? Nah, that's all I got. All Great right. Move, cool. We go watch it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It is a very good movie. Again, haven't watched it forever. Got to watch it again. All right. So I'm going to give you two for here because they come from the same show. But uh, Mouse Rat and then Duke Silver from Parks and Rec.
6: And though we all miss you every day, we know you're up there in heaven's Hey, part that hurts the most Humans cannot ride a
1: ghost Bye, bye, little Sebastian Miss you in the saddest passion Mm-hmm
2: uh, I
5: think
2: Mouthwreck you're going to be all show- up in his jazz. <laughs> I love when he brings Lucy Lawless's character yep. up to date and he's like, uh, Can you excuse me for one minute? And he, he leaves and he just shows up and he's got the fedora and he's playing the sax and he's playing for that one special lady and all the women in the audience are about to murder her. <laughs> <laughs> but with with rat. With with Mouse Rat. First of all, the, the fact that the band went through it, like a thousand name changes, but they never announced any of the name changes, and they couldn't figure out why they didn't have a following because of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there was that one song, I, I just I joke about this all the time, it's, um, they, they wrote a song called Sex Head, and I'm the one who gave it to you! And sex he had... Ha- sex, sex Hair, that's right. And, um, they got they booked to play a kid's birthday party, and he had to rewrite the song, so he called it Spaghetti Hair.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, first, he called it Sex, sex Bears. Sex <laughs> Bears, all right, that's right. And Bears wasn't the issue.
5: <laughs> and then it eventually became... That turned him into Johnny Karate, didn't it?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, the kid stuff, yeah. The kids stuff yeah. turned him into Johnny Karate. But it's just like... It's, just so, it's so much fun, because... You, you can tell that Andy Dwyer is supposed to be a reasonably competent musician. Yeah. Not smart at all, but, you know, he's got the support of April uh, Ludgate, so that's all that really matters. But the, the Duke Silver stuff is great. It's just gold. that That's Ron's
4: alter ego. Amazing stuff. And, and no and one here, is supposed to know about it. Exactly, because he plays in Eagleton instead. So, yeah. <laughs> funny you should mention this, and we're recording. Uh, today, uh, Dual Tone Records came out with a pre order for the Awesome album by Mouse Rat, which is just a collection of all the songs that they did in the show. Uh, so, I pre ordered that today. I'm super excited for it. And the addition that I got was the Duke Silver uh, vinyl uh, coloring. So, Ooh, it, nice. it, it all ties in, it's all coming together. I would highly nice. recommend going to get that, too. Nice. Very nice. I have a problem. All right. <laughs> what do you got for your next one? My next one? Let's see. Uh, I'm going to throw it back to a film here. I'm going to go with the Soggy Bottom Boys from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Well, that's a good uh, one. With, uh, the Clune Dog and John Taturo, Tim Blake Nelson. Just the the culmination of their story when they play their concert at the whatever the, the, the mayor's party is. And they sing Man of Constant Sorrow for the 15th time. I love that song. And I'm not even hugely into that style of music, but it's a yeah. great soundtrack. And and they just, I don't know what it is about those three guys in that band, plus uh, Chris Thomas King on guitar. They really just, they, they, they have something special in that movie. No, I'm looking for some
0: old time material. You see, people
2: can't seem to get enough of it. That's we started broadcasting it on the pappy old Daniel Flower Hour, so thank you for stopping by. Sir, uh,
0: the soggy bottom boys have been steeped in old-timey material.
5: Heck, we're silly with it, ain't we, boys? That's right. That's right. We ain't really Negroes. Oh, except for our company,
2: Yeah, that song really stand. And that's like the standout of that movie because I don't, I couldn't tell you a single frame of Oh Brother Where Are except for that recording session. Mm-hmm.
6: That actually, that song actually got uh, regular airplay on country radio too. Yep,
4: yeah, I believe it. And I, I think Clooney trained to be able to sing that, and they just wiped out his vocals and went with someone else, Dan Minsky, I think.
1: Uh-huh. Just like William
4: traces bass lines.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but you know what? I, I think I think George Clooney was fine with it. I think he's going to be okay. I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I think
0: I think he'll recover from that devastation.
4: Yeah, yeah. He'll be fine.
2: It took a long time. That movie came out twenty years ago. I can imagine he's probably a little upset. But yeah, mm. yeah I agree. He'll get over it eventually. Yeah. Stop bitching about it. You know. Stop <laughs> bad mouthing the studio for. You know. For, for denying him that. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Mike, what do you got?
6: Yes. Um, I mean, everyone talks about, you know, uh, Moden, uh, what was it, Figuring Dan in the modal notes. Yeah. But well, not enough people talk about Shag Kiva, a.k.a. Lin Manuel Miranda from The Force Awakens in his song Jabba Flow.
1: Oh, God.
4: <laughs> great, song. great
6: song it is a nice smooth mellow song and it just it i just heard it in the movie i was like that is actually a really cool song i didn't, it wasn't uh, it's not on the, the soundtrack that i got yeah but um i can you can find it on youtube and it is actually a, it's a decent song of course it, of course it is it's that miranda what do you expect
2: exactly hey and it puts him into the star wars gal- uh, universe and now we need it is for uh, Lin-Manuel to show up in uh, the MCU, and we're off that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got a head trick. Hey, he's done Disney. He's done Star Wars. This is the next logical step. This is the way.
6: Yeah, then he'll, then he'll join... Um, <laughs> uh, join... Um,
0: uh, Oscar
6: Isaac? Uh, huh? Uh, um, Oscar Isaac will be in that team, along with... um Oh, the voice of uh, Mulan.
3: Oh yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. Not Ming, na when Ming, na when. Yes,
6: yep. Ming, na when is already has, got, has. already got the trifecta. Uh, Oscar Isaac's is got Star Wars. He's he's going
0: to have he's MCU. Gonna be, he's he's going to have MCU, and yep. yeah, it'll be pretty so soon he before got He you. MCU.
3: Oscar Isaac has already
2: had MCU. Well, he has not Oh, we're not counting it. We're not counting Apocalypse.
3: Oh, yeah, no, no, Moon Knight. He's gonna be Moon
2: Knight.
3: He's gonna
6: be Moon Knight. Yeah.
3: Nice. So yeah,
6: yes, he's a So it he just needs a Disney movie.
4: Yep, and Owen That'll Wilson come. is almost there too. Yep. <laughs> oh God, oh. you're right. Oh, Owen Wilson. He's, he's
6: gonna,
2: still gonna be Star Wars though. So. No, you know he's just gonna be a droid. You know, Master. I can. I can I'm a protocol droid. I can. <laughs> I can wow. <laughs> wow. Wow.
4: Wow. Yeah, so you, you just need an R two unit that just goes wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. Awesome.
2: <laughs> Catherine.
3: All right. I'm, I'm bringing you back to Muppets, and we're going with the Riverbottom Nightmare Band.
1: Hey, who are those
3: guys?
6: I think they're from Riverbottom
3: look at the birds up in the trees
2: yeah well we're not birds
1: we're a junk band yeah practicing for the talent contest
5: oh sure they're gonna win the talent contest right boss
4: (laughs) (laughs) shut up
0: What was that all about?
2: Oh, man. I love the fact that they're a glam rock band. I really, truly love the fact that they're glam. (laughs) They're
3: they're totally glam. And, uh, like, you know, when I was hanging out with friends that had, like, cover bands, uh, there was one time, like, they were, you know, playing a bar, and then they were getting ready to go back on stage, and they just started playing, and the, the bass player was like, River Bottom Nightmare Band, and I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> and, and the whole the whole bar dug it. That was the other thing. And was just, uh, like, yeah.
1: I,
6: I, I, yeah, when I said that on the list, I thought that was like the band of monsters that sang with um, Alice Cooper.
3: No, 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 no. This is from uh, Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Oh, okay. Well,
2: it's clever too that they actually figure out a way to get a snake to play guitar.
4: <laughs>
3: and they had they a Google.
4: They can do anything. They yes. can do anything. Yeah, question it.
3: <laughs> They're Muppets. They can do whatever they want.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I love too how tough Chuck is, and then when they when they when he's like he's playing on the Hammond organ, he's got like the cape with the gigantic like the high collar.
3: <laughs> He's got the, the cape and the high collar and the giant kiss boots and it's just yeah yeah. It's Chuck's good hungry. No, characters. I'm not hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> right, <Chuck.
2: laughs> nice, nice. All right, Mike, you're up.
5: All right, here we go. Now we get. Now we're talking bands here. We're talking Randy Watson, and Sexual Chocolate.
4: I want you to put your hands together and welcome him to the stage. Big round of applause for Jackson Heights' own Mr. Randy Watson. Yes, Randy
1: Watson. <laughs> that boy is good.
0: Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. And Reverend Brown. We here for the Reverend. This man's been my Reverend since I was a little boy, and I love him dearly. You're a very special man, Reverend Brown. Reverend Brown. It feels so lovely to be here tonight. What a beautiful lot. Give yourselves a round of applause. You're so lovely. Everyone's so lovely.
4: And um, while you're in the clapping mood, I'd like to give a big round of applause to my band, Sexual Chocolate.
0: (laughs) Sexual Chocolate. They play so fine, don't you agree? Mm -hmm. I believe the children are our future. Thank you. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside.
5: Sexual chocolate! That boy's good. Chocolate. That boy is good. <laughs> he's good. Terrible, but he's good. <laughs> he's good. Terrible, but
2: he's good. <laughs> Just make sure you cute. Cute. Thank you. Sexual chocolate, ladies and gentlemen. Let them, well, Let them lead the way. The funny thing is, he gets like no
5: applause at the end. It's just like he's like sexual chocolate. He starts sexual chocolate. <laughs> he just drops the mic and points and walks off. <laughs>
2: anyone Has anyone ever left a room by shouting "sexual chocolate" <laughs> fingers and then letting the fingers guide you out of the room, like <laughs> Randy Lawson <Yes>. did? Yeah. i
5: not need to do that from now on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's got I like know. the great best thing is he's got like you know the powder blue tux with the ruffle shirt you know <laughs> that like that awful ruffle the like, that awful like 70s tux that used to come out <laughs> oh and he's in the hair yep oh the cherry girl's hair yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> no, no it's your soul, glow. No, yeah, soul exactly. glow get
1: your soul glow,
5: glow.
0: Oh, <laughs> That would lead to stain on the couch.
2: Yeah. That's the most entertaining part of this episode is just, you guys, all, the, the soul goal of falsetto. <laughs> 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 oh. All right. So I got one for y'all. Dewey Cox. Oh, oh God.
6: Oh, you don't know no none of this, Dewey. Great plan, boys.
5: The Phillies love you, Dewey.
6: Yeah, if I wasn't a married man with a good head on my shoulders, I don't know what I'd do.
4: You gotta get back out there, Dewey. They are going crazy. All right, let me splash some water on my face. I'll be right back. Okay. Hurry up. Golly, that rock and roll. (laughs) Get out of here, Dewey. What are you all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. You're smoking reefers?
6: Yeah, of course we are. Can't you smell it?
0: No, Sam. I can't.
4: Come on, Dewey. Join the party. No, Dewey. You don't want this. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover.
0: Well, I get addicted to it or something? It's not habit-forming. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. It's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. It sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. Hmm. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. Okay, but just this once. Come on in.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 reefer, Dewey and you don't want any part of this shit. <laughs> that feels good. Like I said, you don't want any of this shit. <laughs> I think this is one of these movies that people might scoff at the uh, the mere idea of this movie until they actually watch it. I had a coworker who I was like, "You have to. It's going to be hilarious." He's like, "I don't. I think the way he put it was, I don't like Will Ferrell's humor," and he was expecting this is going to be a Will Ferrell style movie because you know John C. Riley is. You know, he used to be a serious actor, and now he's essentially Will Ferrell's sidekick. Yeah, right. Um, but watch the movie, and he said the brilliant thing about this movie is it isn't a Johnny Cash rip. It's not a complete Johnny Cash rip off. He takes on so many different people. He at one point he's Brian Wilson. With the, you know, the, the studio filled with musicians. And, you know, I <laughs> need five more didgeridoos to make the sound I'm looking for. I want
5: to find um, that song. I I, I want to find if that's, like, a recording of that song somewhere. Because I think it's, that was the... When you start having all that stuff in and you see, like, the goats on the side. I'm, I am I start da- laughing hysterically during that part.
2: Well, the thing, too, with, like, the, be- the... My favorite scene in the entire thing is the thing with the Beatles. Yeah. Paul Rudd's like this, I can't imagine <laughs> exactly. Jack Black is Paul McCartney, yeah. and Paul Rudd is John, John Lennon.
5: And uh, oh, what's his name is uh, Ringo. What's that? oh, what's the actor's name?
2: Uh, he was oh, in um Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Thank you. Know, yeah. And Justin yeah. Long was uh, George Harrison because you know yeah. I'm just trying to get the songs on the album. You know, I'm just sitting here listening while my guitar quietly whimpers.
4: <laughs> 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 well, I've never With seen that one. What's that? I've never seen that. Isn't that crazy? Never, oh my oh god. My god. Seen it. It? Brilliant. It's right up my alley. I've the, other, uh, the other thing about it is they also did
5: that parody of Ray where instead of not being able to see, he couldn't smell anything.
2: Yep. He, yeah. yeah, after after he accidentally cut his brother in half of the machete. Yep. <laughs> One of the
5: funny things is that you could finally smell something. He's like, I'm smelling shit. It smells awful. And you're like, uh, you
2: know, Jenna Fisher back out,
1: smell that shit, baby.
2: <laughs> it's just, it's great, too, especially when, you know, he's finally inducted. You know, he, he's finally being given this major award, and uh, Eddie Vedder is, like, listing off all of his nicknames. Yeah. You know.
5: What do we know about Cox?
2: I think my favorite one was The White Indian Uh, (laughs) But it is It it really is And the soundtrack is great too Because it takes all these Again it's real songs That have Just a little bit of tinge of comedy to them And his cover of um, His variety show cover of Starman From David Bowie is is hilarious (laughs) Definitely Todd watch it it is amazing
4: still appreciate it on it boss on it awesome (laughs) and speaking of todd what's your next pick buddy oh boy let's go back to one of my favorites one of my favorite movies and mike i'm surprised that you didn't want to put this on your list as well but we got sonic death monkey or the kathleen turner overdrive or barry jive in the uptown five from high fidelity
0: we're called SDM, Sonic Death Monkey. Sonic Death Monkey.
4: What do you think? Dick likes it. You like that dick? Yeah. <laughs> Barry, you're over 30 years old. You owe it to yourself, to your friends, to your parents, not to play in a band called Sonic Death Monkey. I owe it to myself to go right to the edge, Rob. And this band does exactly that. Over the edge, in fact. Well, you'll be going right over the fucking edge if you come anywhere near me on Friday night. That's what we want! Reaction! Hey,
5: this was Laura's idea, not mine, buddy. And if Laura's bourgeois lawyer friends can't take it, fuck them! Let them riot! We can take it! We're fucking Sonic Death Monkey!
4: I, put that on my list. From hey, I, I was going to put it on my list, but I saw you already did it, so... You know what? I beat you to the punch. Yes,
6: and you just did. Like, just, <laughs>
4: like, just, just like Barry would. Uh, their cover of Let's Get It On is amazing. Yes, yeah. it is. In that movie. And it, it's on the soundtrack, it's... It's great. I put it on so many mixes because it's a really, really great cover of "Let's Get It On," and the whole thing with their their name and and Rob thinking they're going to be terrible, and then they come and play his his uh, the album release show, and they're amazing, and it's a great way to end the film. Yeah, mm. I, I love and the Jack- Kathleen Turner Overdrive name. That was my
5: favorite. Yeah. <laughs> it's the way he says it too: <laughs> Kathleen Turner, Turner Overdrive.
4: Overdrive. <laughs>
6: Amazing, and yeah. I, I just not you know not kind of going off of that the uh, high fidelity the musical version of that song you know because they can't they couldn't get the rights to um, that they couldn't get the right to let's get it on but so they did an original song it's that it's actually a pretty good original song as well
4: that's
6: awesome nice really cool. uh, the song is actually called give me a second here. Uh, turn the world off and turn you on.
4: Ah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Oh, man, I want to watch that movie again.
6: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> and
6: and the series on Hulu uh, is quite good as well.
4: Mm-hmm. I would agree. Great soundtrack as well. Mm. Got it on vinyl, both of them.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Chuck. What are you going to do? <laughs> Just buy more vinyl. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the plan my dude i, that's I think
6: plan. that's in the cards already
4: nice nice all right
2: oh, what uh mike you're up next yes yes uh i'm gonna go
6: back to anime for a second um fr- i'm going back to an 80s anime actually uh a series called bubblegum crisis and Pris in the replicants Also, uh, the, also the Night Sabers. Um, they both they're they're both groups from that. The Nightsabers are actually the lead actresses, all singing a song. And Princess Replicants Prince is one of the actresses singing. Uh, actually, it's the song that starts off the entire series. Nice reference nice.
5: to Blade Runner too.
6: Yeah, yeah. right. Oh yeah, uh, I mean it, it, it's very intentional because the series is about like um, four women in. Like um, mech suits, that take out um, these robots, these humanoid robots that go crazy.
0: Well, a lot, a lot of '80s anime was were very open about Blade Run- using Blade Runner as their influence. They yeah. they made no secret about it. So yeah,
6: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, the entire the original Bubblegum Crisis series starts off with a, series, a song called Konyawa Hurricane," and it's sung by Pris and the Replicants, and um, the uh, the voice actress for Pris, actually, she got so big in this series that after the series ended, she went on to full-time singer, and they had to replace her for the uh, sequel series, Baboom boom Crash. Nah. Um But, uh, yeah, both uh, Kuniwa Hurricane and the song by, sung by the all four of the lead actresses, a uh, song called Asu A Touchdown. Both really, really good. In fact, Asui Touchdown is one of the first Japanese songs that I actually learned in Japanese. Really? I, I have no idea what this, what the words mean, but I, <laughs> and, and I learned it a while ago. But I still remember a good chunk of it. And it's really, really good. And I have I actually have the soundtracks for, for the uh, anime. So it's a very, very good song. All of them, actually. Cool. The, the entire series has got a really good soundtrack.
2: Cool. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that one. I again, it's it, you know, I'm, I'm used to most Japanese pop from. I, I really only know it from anime. So. Mm.
1: Yep.
6: But yeah, this one it, it was very uh, like very '80s hard kind of hard rock slash pop um, inspiration to it.
2: Cool. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on to Catherine. Then we're running a little long, so I think we, we might want to like just grab like one, and then just we'll, we'll just do an honorable mention at the end. Okay. So yeah, just, I just noticed that like oh man, we're running super long on this. Catherine, what's your what's your what's your next one?
3: All right. So I have been holding out on this, and I'm going to bring it up. It is Doctor Teeth and Electric Mayhem.
1: Think of our group as being able to play more than hard rock. So here's an old favorite for some of you moms and pops. It's called and we'll play tenderly. The evening breeze! Caress the trees! Tenderly! Tenderly. Yeah! The trembling trees! Embrace the breeze! Tenderly! Oh, yeah! <laughs> all right!
3: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to keep representing the Muppets because uh, that is what I do. And
1: yep.
3: they, they just, they are just really good. They're quintessential to the Muppet Show and all the Muppet movies and just, you know. And uh, Jerry Nelson really appreciated being able to be a rock
4: star. Right. Right. And he does it so well. He does. They all all really pull it off. It's it's amazing.
2: Well, what I appreciate about it, too, is that, like, they're actually doing a good job of... I I know they're not really playing their instruments, but they're not trying to make the instruments sound like anything that they're not. The fact that there is that clear delineation that Janice is the guitar player and Floyd is the bass player is... That is, that is huge. That is some really, it's, it's, it's something that a musician would, would notice. Right, um,
3: right, right. And, uh, uh, Buddy Rich was one of the inspirations for, uh, Animal.
5: And Buddy Rich is a god, so. Yeah. And, and, Buddy
3: Rich is a god, and he was on an episode of The Muppet Show, and yes, did a drum
5: with Drum animal. battle.
6: Yeah. That was, drum that was battle. awesome. And it was one of the few times the Animal lost.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah, yeah. Animal, animal lost to him, and then uh, animal and uh, went up against uh, uh, Harry Belafonte.
2: Belafonte. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> I like that one.
3: That's a good one too.
2: We're still working our way through them.
3: Ah. Uh, yep, yep, yep. At least, at least you're watching the ones where you're like, "I've never heard of this guy," and you watch it, and you go, "God, this is good. No wonder they yeah. had him on the show." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because last time we talked, you were like, "Who's who's ever heard of this guy?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, that episode is so funny!"
4: Yeah, <laughs> Catherine, you'll be happy to know I got my daughter a Doctor Teeth Electric Mayhem shirt for her birthday, and she loves it. Oh. Love Aww. it.
3: So. yeah, I, I still wear mine. It's it's fun to wear. Like I wear it to work, and uh, people. Some people are like, "What the hell is that?" And other people are like. That is cool. That's
4: my, my, thing. Boss,
3: my my boss still like likes to hum the uh, the Muppet Show theme because he feels like he's Kermit, and <laughs> I don't disagree with that. I, I, <laughs> I was wearing I was wearing that shirt when I went to a user conference, and like some random person was like, "Can I take a picture of this? My dad is a dentist," and I'm like, "This is a Muppet thing." She's like, "My dad will understand." Can I just pose with you? And I'm like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sure. Wow, wow.
3: <laughs> I
2: I do love also how much each each and every member of the band is a physical embodiment of another musician. Yeah, like you know, Doctor Teeth is Doctor John. Right. Um, Animal is Keith Moon. Yeah. Uh, this, I, Zoot is essentially a strung out heroin addict. It's great. It's
3: just. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. He's, he skipped a groove again, and of course, uh, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before, the fact that Floyd, he's mostly pink, and his outfit Uh-oh. is based on the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club's band outfit.
2: Yep, because yep. it's last name uh, Pepper. 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 He's Floyd Pepper.
3: He's Floyd Pepper.
0: I never put that, to that together
1: to, either. I never put that together. Yep. But
2: the yeah, more for sure...
0: and and you were strung out like Sid Barrett. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hey man, I just did a shot glass of uh acid, man. I'll be coming down soon, right? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right. Right.
2: (laughs) All right. So Joe. You find something on your board now. I did.
0: it's it's like it just appeared out of nowhere. Yeah, I, actually, really? I'm, surpri- I'm surprised nobody else hasn't <laughs> has picked up on this, especially Mike C, Laszlo, and Nadia from <laughs> What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> Coming at you from the deepest part of Staten Island, oh. let's give a warm chop house welcome to Las... Laszlo and Nadia. <laughs> Hello everybody, I'm Nadja and this is Laszlo and we are Nadja and Laszlo, the human music group. This is a love song to my wife Nadja. You took my heart like no one in this home,
1: in this home.
0: When we make love, we fly up, up, and, down. up, up and,
1: down.
2: and down. This song is called Transformation. Bat bat bat.
1: bat, 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 Feeling horny for blood, we're, we're, feeling feeling horny for we're feeling horny for love, we're feeling horny for love, we're feeling horny,
5: horny for love. For Are you calling from afar? No, I'm calling from my car.
1: But how can that be?
3: Electronically. your telephone. Like <laughs>
5: <laughs> the regular human band. The you know? regular
0: human band was <laughs> with, uh, with such hits as "Chama Eileen
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and and Kokomo, a seafaring song. Oh yeah, it's just a seafaring chanty of 1789. Uh, <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, with the eponymous record sing sing songs of love and terror?
5: <laughs> I still I, love uh, my favorite is uh, hoop skirt, poop skirt, where she goes. What ever happened to sweet Mary Lou?
3: Her hoop skirt was a poop skirt when she couldn't find the loo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just the entire conceit that that Lazlo wrote all of these songs that eventually became pop hints, like you yeah. know, on Eileen. Yep. <laughs> Wanna be? Yeah, wannabe.
5: <laughs> well, the best part about that episode is they're on stage doing all their songs, and at one point, Laszlo's got the white line across his nose like Adamant.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Oh. oh to oh, take, take Waititi is such a genius. Oh,
1: yeah. Yep.
2: Oh, my God. It's just, it's, it's hilarious. And then there was this 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 charming little song, Stroke, 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 cream, Merrily, 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 merrily. If could use more cream. I especially like when you rhyme cream with cream in that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man, you're
3: that. reminding me of more Sesame Street.
2: Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I, that. I bought uh, Autumn for Christmas. I got her a mug that actually has the um the Laszlo and Nadia sing songs of love and terror, and then the track listings on the back of the mug.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I think I've ever seen a picture of that.
2: <laughs> I yes i I need this show to come back like I need oxygen.
5: Yeah, well, I think they just <laughs> finished filming, so I think they will yeah, be it'll
2: yeah, be it'll be out. It'll be out fairly
0: soon. Yeah. Oh god! Oh, it was it's so. Sh- it's so good
5: and it's I, like I, I need, I, I, always sunny are my two probably top favorite show comedy shows right now
0: yeah i, I need my fix of colin robinson <laughs>
2: <laughs> well you know if you if you play you just just make sure that you uh you play new songs for them because the audience loves when you when you do that <laughs> they love to the do stuff <laughs> all right well, let's move on to mike mike what's your uh what's your pick
6: Oh, like, uh, we're gonna pick anything oh, oh Mike see I'm oh, sorry
5: yeah um well I decided i am gonna skip around here on my list here because I gotta go with a certain pop artist that just was just you know the whole movie was you know based on him and we're talking Rex Manning from Empire
4: Records. I don't know it's just something I've always been able to do
6: I can tell you what color and what kind
4: all right what am I wearing now
6: Jockeys Navy Blue. Am I right? I don't know. Well, why don't you check it out and you let me
1: know? I've never known a girl like you before. Now, just like in a song from D- Question. Well, I've never met a girl like you
5: there was a whole day devoted to Maxwell Caulfield's character. It was like bright orange. He's got the fluffy hair and his video that "Say No More" whatever that song he he sings. He's got like the fluffy puffy shirt, and he's like such a like a like a pop douche. Yeah, that's one of those movies that kind of grows on you as you watch it, and you know, because yeah, the, the soundtrack kind of based around it. But the more you kind of see the characters, it's like, all right, I'm starting to actually enjoy this. And his character was such a jerk; it was great. And like all the, like the fa- all these like older women are coming to him, like, yeah, I used to like you when I was like a teen or something like that. How old yeah. are you now? Thirty eight or something? <laughs> oh, thanks.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it gets you a most look- 30 years since I've seen this movie. I don't think I've seen this movie since it came out on video. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I've got one more here. And I know Mike, Mike uh, Steve was actually very appreciative that I put this one on my list. Connor for Real.
5: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, stopping, you're stopping. I wasn't like, going to put it on, but I saw you did, Mike. Oh, good. He's going to cover it.
1: girl was a freak. She said she wanted to fuck her. Fuckin' lightin', fuckin' lightin'
5: Freaky kind of girl, kept up on current events from all around the world. More specifically, one event: the time Osama Bin Laden got shot in the head. She said, Do me like that, but I couldn't track the metaphor. That said, I can see you horny like a Stegosaur. That said again, your request is so irregular. She put on a beard, I started looking at the exit door. Then a turban, then a tunic. She said, Invade my cave with your special unit. I said, He wasn't in a cave, but there was no stopping. She demanded that I fuck her like we.
2: Oh my god! So, a funny story about *Popstar: Never Stop Never Stopping*. It's one of the handful of movies that, if I see it on television, I will stop and watch it till its conclusion. Yeah, it is. It's. I mean, it's Andy Samberg in and *The Lonely Island*, but it's just. It's, it's all of the songs are just these great ego-driven songs about how great Conor for real is. Like, there's actually a song called "I'm So Humble," where he, ta- where he brags about how humble he is. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's that's
3: making fun of a Mac Davis song.
2: Well, it's also it's also funny because they bring Mariah Carey, they interview Mariah Carey, and she's like, "This song speaks to me because I am literally the most humble person that." Ever lived, <laughs> um, but you know, the, just the, all the, the fact that his his backing band, his DJ, is essentially just playing songs off an iPod. Yep, <laughs> like all on the iPod. He just says hit play and that's it. Well, then they give him the big,
5: uh, <laughs> the big uh, what's it called? Uh, the big helmet with the light on it. Yep, and he can't <laughs> see anything. And the best part was Tim Meadows. Was it Tim O's is the manager, right? Yes. And, and he was the fourth Tony and Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> With the question mark.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just brilliant. You can, actually, the soundtrack is, is available in the songs, you know, the Fuck Bin Laden song is really funny. Yes. Mona Lisa is my absolute favorite because it just came out of nowhere. You're an overrated piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> That, and the, um, the not gay song is pretty funny, too. (laughs) we trying to do this whole thing about allyship, and, uh, it's just, it's all about, you know, gay people have a right to live and love like we do, but I'm not gay. (laughs) 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 should be allowed to marry a man, boobs, beer. (laughs) It's just, it's, it's holy, it really is, it's, it's. It is brilliant. It really, truly is brilliant. Yeah. So before we wrap up, does anybody have any honorable mentions that they they just want to get off their chest I, real quick? Or I, we, uh, you know what, I do, and I'm surprised nobody's brought
0: this up, especially you, Andy. Oh, and, and that's you know. and that's Billy Mack from Love Actually. Jesus, you're right.
2: You know what? it Christmas, Christmas, is, Christmas is all around. How could you forget that, Andy? I I don't I don't know. <laughs> All I know is, you know, I'm an Elton Johns, uh, an Elton Johns pals. And
5: <laughs> Andy, you should also be ashamed of another one you didn't mention. Okay. Hedvig and the Angry Itch. Uh,
2: well, you know what? I'm not counting that because they were characters in the musical band. It was a, it was a musical. It's yeah, not a movie. Still, it was a musical
5: first. Yeah, but it was, in a, it was still made to a movie.
2: They did make a sexual. movie out of it. Well, it's a know, but, band. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, fine. Andy. Yeah. Uh, so, try to keep these shows at a reasonable time. It's almost like we could do another one of these at some point. We already We <laughs> totally
4: could. Yeah. We totally could. Yeah. I have a few honorable mentions. Uh, one of them is the trio of bands featured in A Mighty Wind, which is- 100%? ...the best universe.
1: My
2: God. I'm sorry, but we do need to stop on them for a minute, because that was- that is... Brilliant. Yes, Brilliant. Uh,
4: the Fultzmen, who are Spinal Tap. Yep. tap. And yep. they've opened for Spinal Tap, which is <laughs> yeah, very <that's> impressive. Great. <laughs> How cool is that? It's amazing. All right. I, I, think the, I,
3: I, I, I have uh, a uh, Mighty Wind on DVD, and I have, it includes the uncut... The full concert. The full concert. I love it. Yeah. Love it. It's amazing. So it's
2: amazing. Let me ask Obviously, you, the Mighty Wind. Which version of "Never Did No Wandering" do you prefer? Oh, absolutely! I like Folks. the Main Street Folksmen. Folksmen, Street Singers. I like the new Main Street Singers as well. <laughs> yeah. I never did no wandering.
1: Never did no wandering. After all,
4: they say the highway's just one big road, and it goes from here to there. And they say you carry. So you talking the Terry Boner getting sweater? Is, oh, it's nothing about, about it. Oh, it's getting warmer now.
2: Alright, I don't think finger pointing is, is gonna help us here. I I think it's very clear what we do. What's that? Uh, I'm gonna suggest we be bold. Yeah. Let's hear it. We open with
4: wandering. Did you miss the last couple of minutes? They're currently butchering.
2: You, turn it back up again. You want, you want to hear it? We give the audience a choice. We say you can enjoy a toothpaste commercial. Or you want to no, I don't folk. Think, I, I a think scenario. they've already brushed their teeth no. by that time. It's no, not here, even here, here's the germane.
4: thing. Here's the thing. You can't have on a bill, especially a folk bill, you cannot have two people doing the same song. Right. It doesn't work. Right. They're just gonna be flat out confused. Right. Never did no one after. They're, they're all great in their own way. Obviously, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara have such chemistry together that they could do anything, it would be watchable. Mitch and Mickey yeah, are great in that. I think the new Main Street Singers are are the best part of that movie.
5: Well, they're, such, like, they're, they're, like, such, they're kind of douchey, in a sense. Yeah. They're, they're, little, yeah. They're, they're like such a, yeah, they're like, it's like how to describe them. It's like, you know, the one guy you couldn't,
4: like, change out of his, like, uniform yet.
2: <laughs> well, he was the new guy in the band.
4: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might have been the that it's might have been the first time I ever saw Jane Lynch do anything. Really? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. I saw this before I saw uh, Bess and Show. Yeah, show.
3: Yeah, me too. Yeah. And and also, uh, like, like the new Main Street Singers. I'm like, they they they're good. They remind me of the New Christie Minstrels. But I, yeah, their their version of "Never Did No Wandering" is not as good as the Folksman. <laughs>
2: Well, the folks in that you
3: know, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah it, it is a brilliant movie, and you know, you're right, Todd, about uh, Eugene Levy and Katherine Howard just having un, just undeniable chemistry.
4: Yeah, I think they should actually they should record and release a full album of Mitch I, and Nikki. I
2: think, so. think it would be great. listen to uh, an album, of Mitch and Nikki.
3: I would listen to all of their albums. Yeah, yeah.
2: I just, I what I love about the the new Main Street Singers also is that there was a dark side to the entire band. Yep, <laughs> Lynch Chain uh, you know, getting get you know getting wrapped up in porn for years. And
3: <laughs> well, that was that was one of the things. If you watch, you know, if you have the DVD and you watch the special features, was the fact that like a lot of the a lot of the actors. Came up with like dark histories. It was like, okay, guys, uh, we have to dial it back. Only a couple of you are allowed to have dark, crazy histories like this. Yeah, like and Parker so they Posey. Did. To... Yeah, yeah. Jane Lynch and Parker Posey got to keep them, and everybody else is like, you got to dial it back a
4: notch. Yeah. Nice. And you got Paul Dooley in the band. Let's do it. It's good. Hey, he wants
2: it. He, you know, he won that perfect sound. That nook tet.
4: nine individual voices. Nuftet. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few other honorable mentions, uh, the beats from the show Doug with, uh, their, their Mm -hmm. hit song, Killer Tofu. Love it. And then (laughs) the last one was the movie Sing Street and the band Sing Street, which, uh, Ah. was a take on, um, like Duran Duran, things like that. Actually some really, really good songs. You should check them out. Okay. That's good.
5: I got a couple I'm going to rattle off here. Um. Just a we have a uh, Dr. Fuki's 100% National Good Time Family Band Solution. They were selling all the hippie products. <laughs> <Team> <laughs> <myself>. <laughs> Team then myself. we have uh buckaroo Banzai and the Hong Kong Cavaliers, where they because they're a band they were, they were, yeah. band, or they were yep. thing. Uh, the Lone Rangers, you know, they're not exactly lone. And I was at one scene at the end of the movie where Steve Buscemi's like humping the guitar, like they're in prison. He's humping the guitar, and, and he's like. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> he's like, look at that. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, Cold I, I, I from ain't the- farting
4: on no snare drum.
5: There's uh, Cold Slither from a G.I. Joe episode where Zartan the Dreadnoughts dressed up as a hot punk band and. Oh, yeah! I remember that one. Uh, then we have, uh, of course, Bruno, Bruce Willis. I already said uh, Otis Day and the Nights from um, Animal House because they had two songs in that. Yeah. TV4, great rap group. And one more rap one that I didn't mention was uh, from an It's Always Sunny episode, Lil' Kevin, when D was dating the quote-unquote mentally challenged guy, and he was supposed to be this famous rapper, but they all thought he was, like, a little slow, and there was a whole to do with that. So, that's my uh, list. Oh, yeah, Marvin Barry (laughs) and the Starlighters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Still
6: my favorite version of Earth Angel.
5: Yeah. Absolutely.
3: That is is a beautiful version. That was the best version. Especially when Mario's
5: phasing out. That was the best part.
3: <laughs> Alright, I have one more to throw out. Is just like every fake band from Square One Television. Okay. Uh, okay. Square One <laughs> Television. Uh, Alright. Uh, uh, yeah. Enjoy it. I've got, I've
6: got a few uh, honorable mentions here. I've got uh, Powerline from the Goofy Movie. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, two uh, two of my favorite songs from that one, obviously. Uh, we've got um, Sir Robin's Minstrels.
5: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're eaten later. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yay. Yay. Yay.
0: Bravely, bold Sir Robin, brought forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die. Oh, brave Sir Robin. He was not at all afraid to be killed in nasty ways. Brave, 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 brave Sir Robin. He was not in the least bit scared to be mashed into a pulp. Or to have his eyes gouged out and his elbows broken. To have his kneecap split and his body burned away. And his limbs all hacked and mangled, brave Sir Robin.
5: His head smashed in and his heart
6: cut out and his liver removed and his bowels unplugged and his nostrils raked and his bottom burnt off and his penis. That's, that's, uh, that's enough music for now, lad. And uh, if the gorillas counts, then the monkeys count, damn it. <laughs> and the monkeys are awesome.
5: Yes. Yeah,
6: was, they are. That was, they that, are. That, was, Honestly, that was like the summer.
5: That was Channel 56 in the summer.
2: Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes it was. They were or actors.
5: They
6: were actors hired to be a fake band, and then everyone was disappointed when they were a fake band.
5: <laughs> and they started torn. Yeah. Yep.
6: And they learned. Eventually, learned how to play, so they are, actually
5: did become a real band. So, well, Nesmith and Torque were already musicians. Like, yes, uh, Mike, like Mike Nesmith was like a like a accomplished songwriter. Torque was actually an accomplished bass player. Um, I think Mickey was a guitar player. But he was an actor first. And he actually had to learn the drums, and of course, David Jones had an amazing voice. Yeah. So, there was there was some talent in there prior, but they did also based on their personalities.
3: Yeah. That's, that's fair.
2: Yeah, they also are definitely the most successful band on this entire list, because they had a bunch of number one hits. Yes, yes they did. did.
5: Well, yeah. I think it was, like, what, the first set were, like, all kind of written for them. I think it was, like, Kirshner did a lot of those, and then they tried to do their own stuff, and... It was like uh, even like I think Mickey said, This is when the inmates are running the asylum. Yeah. And some of those songs got a little weird. And even <laughs> he said, Yeah, we we pushed a little too far.
6: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I get the feeling that one of them wrote Auntie Griselda.
5: Yeah, it was <laughs> one that Peter sang.
6: Well yeah, then there's I, Head.
5: Then there's the movie Head, and that just go that's like forget it. <laughs> oh, yeah.
6: You can thank Jack Nicholson for that one.
2: Yep. Probably while high. <laughs> Um, And on my list, I only have one, and it's more just like, a, yeah, I'll throw it on here, because Allison Blair, the Dazzler.
1: <laughs>
2: the only watchable part of X-Men Dark Phoenix is the 15 seconds you see Dazzler performing. Yeah. That movie is a flaming dumpster fire from start to finish, but you get 15 seconds of Dazzler in there, in the full face paint.
3: Yeah, they, they they are really bad at bringing the Dark Phoenix to the screen.
2: It's almost like they shouldn't even bother trying.
5: Just watch the animated, no. the old animated series, and you're good.
2: Yeah,
3: or, or or watch Umbrella Academy because they do a really good take on the whole Phoenix thing in the first season.
4: Nice. Well, if you think right. they won't try again, you're mistaken because just wait ten years and they'll be yeah. A- yeah.
3: Yeah, oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. But now now then, that now that it's back in a uh, uh, the MCU hands, it'll happen.
6: Yeah, but I have more faith in the MCU than I did with uh Fox guys,
4: right? Twice. <laughs> yeah, third time's a charm. It worked for Spider Man, right? Yeah. There
2: you go. <laughs> so, anyway, guys, thank you so much. This was a fun. This is a really fun conversation. It yeah. Was.
3: Yeah. And,
2: and, and thanks it. to everybody who uh, uh, participated. That was awesome. Thank you. For everybody who participated in the first half of our show. This was a lot of fun. So, I think we're having so much fun uh, talking about fake stuff. We're going to roll that into our next episode. Our next episode, we're going to continue falling down this rabbit hole. And we're going to talk about <laughs> our favorite fictional movies and television shows. So, those are movies and TV shows that are featured on other movies and TV shows and comic books and whatever that do not exist in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So I know there's a tracy right from 30 Rock alone that I could pull from. Oh, I know. I think I know which one you're <laughs> like talking all about. All the tracy, uh, tracy Jordan stuff, like uh, a blue Flair to Remember Black.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John Who that ninja? Who that ninja? Turkey <laughs> <laughs> grandma <I'll> be
2: tripping. <laughs> oh, so many of them! I'd buy that for a dollar. So, <laughs> daddy, so daddy, yeah, daddy. we want yeah, we want to know from you what are your favorite fake TV shows and movies because that will continue on this uh, this gravy train that we're riding right now. Um. That... Thank you, everybody, for listening. Can't wait to talk to you next time. Uh, if you are a fan of what you have listened to, if this is your first time listening to Geek Salad, thank you. Um, you can check out all of our shows uh, wherever you've got this podcast right now. But if you're looking for alternatives, uh, there is Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube, where we also do our weekly movie reviews. You can follow us on social media and Twitter at Geek Salad Radio and on Facebook at Geek Salad Podcast. We also have a t shirt. And uh, Emporium at cheap Public, it's uh, <laughs> the keyword Geek Salad podcast. New new stuff will be coming soon, um, and you can check out our wares there, and it helps support the show. Uh, I think I got everything there. So, guys, get anything else? Any other parting thoughts before we, we wrap this up? Uh, nope. <clears throat> mm. <laughs> 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 I would see everybody clearing their throat as no, thank you for listening. <laughs> so anyway, until next time, I'm Andy.
0: I'm Mike. I'm Joe.
4: I'm Catherine.
0: And I'm the other Mike.
4: And I'm the man of constant sorrow. Oh, dear.
0: go for and be nerdful. We'll talk to you later.
1: Never did no wonderin', never did no wonderin' after all, no I never did no drink after all. Satsang <laughs> sexy
6: chocolate!
4: I
0: can you must be crazy. He good. You must be crazy.